The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. The following program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good morning. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we're talking savings investments in your retirement on the Max Out Savings Show. Our motto and philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Save aggressively, invest conservatively. Put away the money for retirement, uh, conservatively manage it, and then build up the wealth. And in the world today, we live in a very uncertain world. Uh, spending is, is spiraling out of control in the United States. Uh, our deficits, uh, if you, if you really, if you add in the, the $300 billion that they, that, that they, that they couldn't give back on the student loan deficits the year before, they had to put it back in the budget. So that was a gain of $300 billion that took out the year before. Our deficit was close to two, $2 trillion. It just keeps spiraling upward. We have $35 trillion worth of debt. Uh, out there, uh, that's projected to grow. Probably, I, I suspect we'll probably see another two trillion dollars this year. So we'll be at thirty-six trillion dollars next year, and, and it just keeps exponentially going up. The U.S. is, is found, it's, we've been completely unable to control spending. Uh, it, it's just basically a freebie for everybody in the world at the expense of the taxpayers. We're fighting wars, uh, all, all, you know, in just ridiculous places. We can't defend our borders. Our borders are in a state of collapse. We're losing 100,000 uh, Americans every year, 100,000 Americans every year from drug overdoses, from fentanyl coming across the border that Joe Biden has just let open. He doesn't care. I mean, it's just truthfully, it's not part of his agenda. And, you know, there's too many people in the world as far as he's concerned anyway. Uh, and so that, that doesn't breed confidence that, that we're going to, that we're going to, be able to pay our bills. They're going to be pay Social Security, pay things like that, pay, pay, pay people's medical. Uh, and so this is, this is a concern. So this is why you've got to put away more money and protect yourself for the future. Uh, I, I, I think one of the things, you know, we, we've been talking a lot about 2024 in the show, been writing about it in our free Max Out Savings Report. I, I think one of the things that we're going to have to deal with is, quite frankly, taxes are probably going to go up. It, it's not – even if Donald Trump get, gets in there, I, I don't see huge tax deductions because when you're running a $2 trillion budget, 
it gets very hard to justify because as we were talking about, the country's recklessly spending money. Our borders are in a state of collapse. Our crime is spiraling out of control. People are losing confidence. So who's going to lend the money to, to, to for, them, for, for whoever's in power to pay for everything? So at, at, at some point in the in the in the near future, certainly within the next twelve months, uh, there, there's going to be a reckoning. People are, are going to there's going to have to be there's going to be enormous pushback. And there's going to have to be big cuts made. There's going to, have to be a restructuring of the budget. There's probably, there's probably going to be there's going to be tax increases. And people with wealth or people they're going to come under. They're going to have to start paying more. It's it's not that I want to see this happen. It's just I'm looking at this budget. I look at this out of control spending. It, and I, there is, what I'm trying to say is there's going to be a crisis of confidence in the United States of America. We're very close to it right now. It, when that happens, interest rates could go up, but, but the solutions aren't going, to be, aren't going to be fun for anybody. It's going to be spending cuts. It's going to be means testing. It, 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 it's, going to be, uh, it's going to be higher taxes. All of that stuff is going to hurt people with, that have been able to build up some type of wealth. And so it's going to be more important than ever to protect your wealth in the future. I, 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 you know, like I said, one of the things we're really looking at this year is, is big changes are coming, and, 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 I, and I think you want to be prepared for them. And, and so we're just going to kind of continue to go through this. So got a lot to talk about on the show this week. We live in a fascinating world, actually. It's, uh, it's, it's remarkable. I, I, you know, we have it basically over the last three years in particular, but even before that, there, there's been this real there, – there's been a, a, a driven program to put down the American people, to put down – the the to, to to say hey don't have confidence in yourself don't believe in yourself don't believe in the American way don't believe in capitalism uh, you know don't believe in freedoms you, you know don't do anything the, the the one strength the one strength we always have had above all else you know you, you say the rule of law the constitution the capitalist system but really it was the American people were absolutely unique because they came from all over the world because they wanted a better life and they're willing to work hard and get there and, and do the right thing. And all of a sudden, it's like, no, that was wrong. It, it's, 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 this, it's this constant put down of the American people. And so this group has taken over. Uh, the, you know, we, we, we had we had Davos this week. Uh, you know, they, they, this is the World Economic Forum. They all get together. They got all the, the you know, they bring in the corporate executives. You know, Larry Fink's the big ring letter. You know, Larry Fink is, is BlackRock is is the biggest shareholder in most of these big corporations. So if you get invited, you kind of want to go because Larry Fink's your biggest shareholder, and Larry Fink wants to rule the world. I mean, he, you know, we, we had Stalin, we had Hitler, we 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 had Mosley Tong, we had. Larry Fink, and we had uh, Klaus Schwab at BlackRock. They're the same type of people. And so if you look at their programs, they've had one stupid failed program after another come up. They came up with this idea of, 
of, uh, of you know, the, the planet is dying and we need to eliminate fossil fuels. And Larry Fink came out with BlackRock using his position at BlackRock and said, we're going to get rid of oil and gas in the next X number of years. And states that support oil and gas are drilling. We're going to defund you. And Larry Fink was the head of BlackRock, which is the largest bond uh, manager in the world. So it was, it was, a, it was a, a direct threat to the state of Texas. And Larry Fink says, look, I'm the, I'm, I run BlackRock. I'm going to put my values on you people of Texas. And you can say, well, you're just Larry Fink. And, he, and Larry Fink goes, no, I run BlackRock. We're the largest bond managers in the world, and we're going to take you on Texas. Okay, that was a, a complete breach of the fiduciary duty uh, uh, to the shareholders of BlackRock uh, for him to do that. But, you know, these people don't care. And, and, and so they're having their big powwow this week and things have gone bad. I mean, if you look at, at, at what they want to do, they were going to convert the whole world to electric cars. But they never thought that you had to produce electricity. They never thought you had to charge the, the things. They never thought that this would take years into the future. They said, no, this is going to happen in five years or whatever it was. We're going to, we're going to have zero, zero carbon emissions on planet Earth. Uh, by 2050, and we're going to rush through this. And well, now people they have electric cars. They're not buying electric cars. I mean, Ford just shut down a plant uh, that was producing one. Uh, not shut down, but they they reduced the shift uh, that makes the F-150 Lightning electric truck. And, you know, people say it's a good truck, but but people they, they don't trust. You have to buy a, a charging station in, in the cold weather. The, the cars don't run very far. There's a lot of issues. Are do electric cars have a future? Absolutely, yes. They're going to probably be the future, but but we've always let – the United States is better at moving forward technology to anywhere in the world. It takes time. What we did is what – we, what, what we did – the difference between Davos and the World Economic Forum in the United States is we let a free market capitalist system – push the technology forward so there's kind of this battle back and forth for the best technology and who and who likes it and the american people get to decide based on what they want to purchase and stuff but the people at davos go wait we have a better idea why should we have elections uh, we, we we're smarter we're composed of the, of the brightest people in the world we're much smarter than everyone else there's so many billionaires in our group uh you know we're going to tell people what to do because we're better and smarter than you i mean look we've seen this before with communism and it fails because because a capitalist system works but so so the electric cars have failed the idea that we're going we're going to sit there in uh You'll own nothing and you'll love it. And so, so, so the oh, Biden administration's put forth building all these apartments and stuff. And, and young people, look, you don't need to own a house. You don't need to own anything. You, you won't own a car. You won't own a house. You'll own nothing, but you'll love it. You'll basically be a surf. And Larry Fink and, and the BlackRock and the, and the wealthy people in the world, they're going to own everything, and you're, you're going to be a surf. No, nobody wants this type of stuff. Well, we're going to tell you. It goes even worse. They, they, the, the, these people at Davos wanted to tell you what you can eat. They want to get rid of cattle. They said, look, we're going to have artificial meat created in factories, kind of like Soylent Green. Yeah, there was a book written about it, actually, Soylent Green. Uh, but it, again, another failure. People don't want this stuff. They don't want to live in a world like that. These are. Uh, do you realize every country in the world has elections except for the global economic? The, the global economic says, no, we have a better way. There shouldn't be elections because we can't trust people. These people... It's truly incredible to see the, the audacity of these people. But 
it, it, I mean, it, it's not working for the. I tell you, one of the most fascinating things that, that came up here recently is the New York Stock Exchange. Did you hear this story? The New York Stock Exchange got to get they they they, come, they want to put together with a group of the uh, backed by the Rockefeller Foundation. They're going to put out NACs. They're going to start companies. They're going to put out NACs. Well, this Ted, this sounds like a good de- good deal. We'll probably start new companies. That's capitalistic. This is great. So what they came up with was NAC stands for nat- natural asset companies. And what the plan was is we're going to raise billions of dollars to these NACs. We're going to float them on the New York Stock Exchange, and then the companies are going to go to like the to the to the to the Bureau of Land Management, and the government, and buy. Our natural, our land, a bit huge chunks of this country, particularly out west, are owned by the government. So what they came up with is, we'll quote, maybe they might not, they were either going to buy the land outright or they're going to buy the quote, the development rights, which is a better deal because then you, then what you can do is you control all the land, but you don't actually pay for it. So what they were going to do is they were going to transfer, and the number is a huge number. I think it's like 20% of the country or something is owned by the federal government. They were going to transfer the assets of the American people to themselves to control. And people got wind of this, this, this story, which was just remarkable. And and they said, this is ridiculous. I mean, wait a minute. Just so we understand, you want to buy, you want to basically be buy up on the cheap all the American people's lands, and then you're going to tell us what to do. Again, this is serfdom going back. Well, what happened is is on the 17th of January, the New York Stock Exchange withdrew their proposal because people took one look at this thing and said, look, we don't want wealthy people. Buying up all the assets in the United States, uh, 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 owned by the federal government, controlling the, this is this is a gift to the American people, and it should be protected for the benefit of the American people. So this was withdrawn. But but I want you to understand that these people have an agenda. Their agenda is now back on its heel because it's failing everywhere it is. But they have to be stood up with, stood up to, and, and put back in, in their place. You know, again, this is an anti-democratic. Uh, group of people at Davos in the World Economic Forum, but but it, you know they had their little program. Uh, the the president of of, of Argentina, Miele, basically demolished them with with a, a defense of free market capitalism, and and it, 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 they. It, uh, I mean, honestly, you could say they got a little over their skis, but I, I think truthfully, I, I think countries are better run by elected officials and not uh, technocrats or wealthy people that band together because they, they, they want to tell everybody else what to do. And so you're starting to see real failures, real pushback, that this change is coming out there. But, it, but it's, it's, going to be, it's going to be a tremendous it's going to be tremendous amounts of volatility in the investment markets, in the world, elections. We have a, a, a huge this – is, this, this year is one of the most – about 75% of the world's uh, countries are having elections this year. So huge, huge pushback, gigantic win for the free market in Argentina, around the world. Germany's trying to ban one of their parties. There's massive – have you, have you heard about the massive, massive uh, protest in, in Germany? Farmers, thousands of tractors are coming into the cities and protesting, locking up the business because they're trying to 
put huge draconian regulations on the farmers because they want to control them. They want to run them out of business or getting rid of their subsidies for diesel fuel. Anything they and, and the farmers are standing up all over the globe. People are starting to stand up. Look what Donald Trump is doing. People are tired of this. They're tired of these megalomaniacs trying to rule the world. The best system is still the free market capitalist system with the democracy and a vote. And I think that that is we're going to start seeing. That's what this year is going to be. Is going to be the battle between these people and between uh, the, the, the free market capitalist system. So anyway, but we're, so where's that going to go? We're going to discuss this after this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Hi, I'm Sam Malone, the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees stayed alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. If you can snap your fingers, you can find this radio station. So the next time you want to listen to us, your smartphone is now your smart radio. We're always on. This is AM 1070, The Answer. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're just talking about the uh, some of the changes in the world, uh, the World Economic Forum, which is finally being put back on its on its heels with some of the ridiculous stuff they're coming up with. And, and the other big thing we, we t- took coming up is is so what so 
what, how does this affect things this year? I, I think it's going to be play out in the elections. I think, I think the United States is, if Donald Trump gave it, there's massive amounts of deregulation that needs to happen because things aren't working in the United States anymore because there's so much regulation and red tape. It's getting harder and harder to do things. And, and that's a problem. But, but back, going back to the markets here, uh, the, the other thing is, is one of the big themes that, that the show we've been over the last year or so has really been this is a wartime world, uh, it, it, and the situation seems to continue to get worse. In a wartime world, they tend to be more inflationary. They, 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 they tend to be production. You need a lot of production, so production stays tight. Uh, commodity prices uh tend to hold up pretty well. They've, they've come back some in here recently over the last couple of months. I, I think you can see them go back up. And it, we, we see it, you know, they, they, I think there was a, a large number of missiles fell out of, on a base. The, you know, the Iranians are basically using their proxies in Iraq to sit there and start shelling our bases. Uh, they, they're, they're now trying to close the Red Sea in Yemen. Uh, again, Iran is backing that. Uh, you know, personally, I if if I was Israel, I would not even have gone after Gaza. I would have gone straight at Iran because we everybody knows exactly where this problem is. But it seems to be spreading, and there seems to be interesting. There's some different tactics. The strategy for the first time in a while is is they're taking out the key leaders. In the past, they'd come in and bomb the heck out of everything, kill a bunch of soldiers and a bunch of terrorists at the bottom of the chain. But these people at the top would always get away with it. it but this time. Somebody is taking out the key leaders of Hezbollah, uh, of the Quds forces, the Iranians, uh, the, the the Republican Guard in in, in Syria, in in, in in Lebanon, in other places. Uh, it, 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 I think I, it, so. This thing is heating up. That there was uh, uh, the Iran also launched uh, missiles at at Pakistan, and Pakistan lost missiles back. This is not this is not a stable world. And we still were dealing with the with the Russia Ukraine war, something that should have quite frankly been had peace talks a year ago on. Uh, it's costing us a hundred billion dollars a year, uh, and, uh, and, and and so the this is, we still have to deal with China. And China says they're going into Taiwan, and, and they're methodically laying down the case to do it and preparing for it. While we're, we're basically spending our munitions in, with supporting Israel and, and, and wasting them in the, in the Ukraine, uh, it's helping out China. And so I think these things are going to continue to come to a head, and I think it leads to more volatility this year. Uh, and this is why we continue to like the commodity sector, precious metals, oil and gas. Uh, those things, if you look at, at the valuations, they're very cheap versus this magnificent seven stocks that continue to, to go up. And looking at, at the markets this week, it, 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 it's, it's fascinating. If you look at the, uh, at the S&P 500, it, it hit, hit a new high. Uh, but, but the problem is underneath it, we're not seeing that. The Russell 2000 is down 4% year to date. Uh, if you look at the equal weights, barely up at all, uh, they're not even close to the high. So it really, it, it, it really seems to be. It, it's those seven magical stocks that just keep going up, and we still think we're going to see a day of reckoning on those. And I think, I think it's going to be, a, it's going to be either a derivatives issue or a size issue is going to trip these guys up, and then, then this thing is going to come down on those. But. 
But looking out there, uh, oil prices, we haven't seen the move up, given, given the amount of problems in, in the Middle East. It, it, it's sitting there around seventy-three dollars. You know, again, if you if you look at these missiles, the, the, you know the, the, the Iranians use ballistic missiles. This is ballistic missiles to target to target our consulate in uh, I think Erbil uh, in, in northern Iraq. And so th- this, these are pretty serious things. That you know they've been getting away with you know having some jihadi shoot a missile in you know from five miles away. You know, and then claim it was a terrorist group, and they didn't know anything about it. It's, 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 if you look, this is getting pretty nasty between, particularly Israel in Iran, and in, in, in America in Iran. Uh, they basically, the, the the Yemenis have said, "Look, we, the, the Russians and the Chinese ships, you know, can go back and forth in the Red Sea." You know, so I think the answer to that is is not to invade Yemen. I think the answer is to put a complete embargo, not let a single ship in and out of Yemen, and that includes any planes or anything, and you just seal them off. It, uh, but but we all know this is coming from Iran. So the question is, it's not a stable place to be right now. And so I think we're very. You've got to be very cognizant of those. I, I think we're going to continue to see issues come in, and that we're still dealing with 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 the big issue of the budget deficit that we talked about earlier, which is these massive budget deficits that keep going on. They're coming up with another kick the can down the road. Do you, do you realize that these budget deals that, that, that we put together? Let the, the budget deal Biden got last year was: Look, you can spend as much as you money, much money as you want, up until December thirty first, twenty twenty four. So basically, the Democrats get to, you know, that's why these two trillion dollars budgets. I, I was listening to uh, with the head of, of municipal uh, uh, research at Bloomberg talking, and, and, and he was talking about these cities. He said these cities have so much money they pumped into these big cities that they they just have. They're just—they have tons and tons of money there. So, but the problem is, once the 2025 hits, whoever's in power is going to have to deal with massive debt. They're going to have to look. Nobody, everybody knows this reckless spending can, is, is, needs to come to an end. And so, the next president is going to be basically dealt with an empty cupboard, uh, uh, empty coffers. The bank accounts all drained out. It's it, it going to have to deal with very, very tough issues. Uh, it, it, it's remarkable. And, and these big cities, by the way, they're incredibly badly run. These big, you look at L.A., San Francisco, Chicago, New York, quite frankly, Houston, uh, you know, the uh, uh, Philadelphia, Baltimore, uh, the list goes on. These big Democratic cities are recklessly run. The government has given them money, which is papered over their problems. They're going to hit a wall at the same time, and there's going to, have to be massive, massive cuts. And so this is come, the change is coming, but the question is, is it going to happen without a big hyperinflation? And that's that's what we're not sure of, because this is this debt continues to spiral out of control. And so, so in that world we talk about, it's more than ever. It's important to protect yourself, diversify into different asset classes, have higher levels of cash to take advantage of declines in the markets, and the volatility you expect. I mean, look, we all know that these elections are coming up. Well, look. I mean, there's been blowouts. What was it uh, uh, between who was it? Reagan. Reagan ran against uh, was it Mondale? 
I, I think it, I mean, it went back and forth. Oh, Mondale's going to win. Reagan's going to win. I think that's right. But I do. It went back and forth on that. Well, Reagan won by a landslide. It wasn't even close. It was an utter blowout. Yet they made it sound like, you know, the Democrats had a chance. And they were, you know, it looks like it's looking like they're going to pull it off. And so what's going to happen this time? The, the, the politics are five times as polarized as, as it was during Reagan's time. And, and so it's going to be back and forth, all types of issues. Uh, no telling what's going to happen. Uh, the, 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 the establishment just really seems hell-bent on, on, on preventing Donald Trump from, from being elected president, which is, is a real concern. And what, what's concerning is, if you listen to the Democrats, if you want to know what they're going to do, all you really have to do is Listen to what they say Donald Trump is going to do. If whatever they say Donald Trump is going to do, that's the plan they're going to do. Because they're thinking that's what we're going to do, so surely if Donald Trump wins, that's what he's going to do. And so so hopefully we're going to see a toning down of the politics. I'm not convinced of that. And so, again, I think the idea with these super high valuations of the tech sector are really going to be a big issue, and I think I think people are going to be surprised. Now, one of the more interesting things out there is if you look at the, as we said, the tech sector is keeping the market up, it's just incredibly high right now. If 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 you look at the the Russell two thousand, it's down four percent just year to date. I mean, we've only been here for what two week, two three weeks now. Uh, the tech is way up. But if you look at China, the S&P 500, okay, stick with just a second, Larry. So if you look at China, uh, the S&P 500 is hit at a halt. China has been going down for the last, since 2022. In China, the Shanghai index broke below the, uh, below the, uh, the lows of 2022. And year-to-date, the index was down as much as 10%. This is year-to-date. This is two and a half weeks into the new year. The, the Shanghai index is down 10%. So, so there's a real dichotomy in the world. Uh, there, there's huge problems in Europe. Uh, Europe is, is, the U.S. is doing pretty well, but but the idea it's going to continue to do well, China's slowing down. There used to be a story that, that the U.S. was the locomotive that was going to pull the world out of a recession. China wasn't that big back then. China is capable of, of pulling it out, but the problem is they're slowing down. They're slowing the, the global economy down as well. And this is something we want to watch. They're trying to support the market there. We're actually looking at China right now because it does seem to be some valuation issues that, you know, that, that, that you know that we'd like well, if we can buy things cheaply. Then if you look at the difference between Chinese tech stocks and American tech stocks, the valuations are are, are, are twice as much. And, and particularly for some of the you know the Amazon uh, uh, type of companies, uh, Facebook companies in China, you can get them at half the value. And so this is something we're watching. But anyway, so let's take a call from Larry. Larry, welcome to the Max Up Savings. Hi, Ted. How are you today? Pretty good. Yourself? Uh, hanging in there. But I, uh, listening to your your commentary today, what scares me the most is, you know, I'm getting pretty close to retirement, and so, you know, I've been dutifully saving all these years. I'm afraid that these dollars that I've saved up are going to become almost worthless. 
and I don't know what to do to protect what I've worked for so hard over the years. I just wonder what your thoughts are on that. Okay, let me let me give you the answer to that. Uh, what, we're going to drop you off, Larry, because we're getting so static in the line. If you, if you crystal that, we drop that. Uh, so uh, the the answer to that question is, uh, Larry. I mean, uh, Crystal, can we drop that call? So we'll, we should be able to get it in just a minute. Uh, the, the answer to the question is, it, I mean, this is a big issue, it, and and I think what we're going to see is, Larry, can you just drop off and see if if, if we can get this sure. fixed up because we're getting a bunch of static. There we go. Okay. The the answer to the question is this is this is the concern is is you have a big pot of, of, of funds saved up for retirement, but if inflation comes in and it wipes it out. A couple ways to do that. You keep your bonds short term because because in the world today you you can actually get more more for short term interest than long term. So, so you eliminate duration risk on bonds, which inflation is, is devastating for. In addition, you you Look into different areas. You look in stocks that can get, that can ride through a, a, a high inflation. So, in, in a big inflation, one of the key is is everyone's going to get hurt in a big inflation. The trick is is you want to be a, ahead of everybody else. It's almost like how do you save yourself from being eaten by the bear? If you you run faster than the other guy, and that, that's what it's going to take. I think commodities, where you're buying the, the commodities, where you actually own physical things, oil and gas, the same thing. If you're buying uh, an oil field that that's producing oil or gas, well, the commodities come in, it makes your oil and gas more profitable. And, and, and so this is kind of what you want to look at. Certain stocks as well do well. If you look in a hyperinflation, stocks actually do well. Uh, the danger is just being in the cash. We're not in the hyperinflation yet. We're in an inflationary era. But typically, the valuations, right? The trick is you want to be in the stuff that's going to have the valuations that can grow through. And a lot of growth stocks in a big inflation, it's going to hurt the it's, the economy is going to slow and they're not going to have the growth. They're going to have a, a collapse of PE. So I, I think oil and gas stocks, I think medical stocks, uh, oh, wait, let me, let me rephrase that. I, I think drug uh, device companies are better. I, 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 I think it's going to be more difficult for drug companies. I think it's going to be more difficult for companies that, that, that sell to consumers. So you want to see things that, that are reasonably priced. For instance, as an example, some of the food com- the cereal companies, they kept raising their st- the price of their food, their cereals so much, people quit buying it. So even when the inflation came, they didn't have the ability to raise the price. So you want to have companies that have... That, that have reasonably priced things that are somewhat inflation demand inelastic, where, where you have to use it, but they're also not overly priced. And also keep in mind, you do, you've got to be careful because in, in that type of world, there's going to be huge pressure on the government to cut spending. So you want to be away from things that that that, that are benefit from government spending because the government spending is going to have to be cut. We're, we're, that's going to happen within the next 18 months, 12 to 18 months. And, and so I, think, I hope that answers the question. Short-term bonds, commodities, Companies, uh, you know, like drug companies, something like a Medtronics, uh, those type of things. Uh, if you look at 
if, if you look at specialized growth stocks, but it has to be a very special area in the valuation that has to be careful. The problem is if the, if the inflation takes off again, the, the tech sector is so overvalued, it's going to get hit. So you're going to have to be in other areas. I get, one other quick thing on that note is we, we talked about if you look if you look at Apple last week, if you look at Apple and if you look at Microsoft, it's a good way to understand it. The valuation of those companies basically exceeds the valuation of the energy sector, the the utility sector, the uh, energy utilities, and real estate sector and materials sector total. Those just those two stocks, and and they're about fourteen percent of the S and P five hundred, fourteen point something percent of the S and P five hundred, and so there is value. So you want to be in the things that are cheap. Show what we've read right back at this break right here on the next updating show. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Sam Malone, the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512 New Media. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees Stayed Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. If you can snap your fingers, you can find this radio station. So the next time you want to listen to us, your smartphone is now your smart radio. We're always on. This is AM 1070, The Answer. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. That, uh, if you got a question or comment, give us a call, 713-339-1070. And I say we have a caller. Welcome to the Max Out Show. Hey, Ted, I uh, moved last year, sold my house, pulled out a big chunk of the equity, 
and I currently have it parked in a high-yield savings account. I don't know if that's the best place for it. Should I put it into a CD, an index fund, or pay off my new mortgage? Thanks. Okay, that's a good question. Uh, I, I tell you what, uh, I, I, what I would do is, is I would look at a CD or treasuries because you could see those things drop off. So you could probably lock in if you got maybe, I'd go uh, probably a year just to see. That way, if, if, if there's a drop in the short-term rates in the interim, you lock it in there. Uh, I, I wouldn't do an index fund right now because I think the market's expensive uh, in, in here. Uh, but but I... I you, you said you uh, pay off an, what, another loan. Was that? Well, it would be paying off my uh, new mortgage. Okay. Okay. So you can pay off your new. You know, could you pay off some of it and still have enough left, or do you have enough for retirement beyond that? Or oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, it, it, what, what's your mortgage rate right now? Uh, it's five percent. Uh, my high yield savings account is about four percent. Okay. Yeah, you should be. You should be on a treasury. I think you can get a little more than that. Uh, you can pick those up at. We use Schwab, uh, Fidelity, or or just your brokerage account should be able to do that for you. Uh, but yeah, that's you know I, I, what I, I would do is I would keep it in that for now, just to kind of watch versus it, it with the idea of you know hey at worst case a year from now I can just pay the mortgage off to kind of to see see what happens. I wouldn't buy the market right here right now. Uh, I, I think it's, it's I think it's it's overpriced. And, I, and so the annuities, uh, if, if I'll be careful, they have high fees. I would not do a fixed annuity because inflation will chew up a fixed annuity, and and uh, and that would be an issue. So I, I would probably for now, uh, you know, you could do a ladder, some ladder. CDs or treasuries, you probably do a little combination of both and, and should be able to get close to 5% on some of that and see what happens. So maybe do three months, six months, uh, nine months, and 12 months. All right, thank you. Good, good question. Because uh, it, it, the danger is that the Fed might cut rates in here. And if they cut rates, then, then, then those money markets are going to drop. Uh, there, there's also... Uh, uh, one other one that, that, that we use is it's uh, let's see, and we don't give advice on the air, of course, but uh, is uh, is Mint, which is a Pimco uh, short short maturity ETF. Uh, there's also uh, this is something simpler, actually. Uh, it's BILS, which is a Bloomberg three to twelve month uh, uh, T bill ETF. So there's a simple way. That, by the way, that, that that's three. Your money funds tend to be after the last financial crisis. That, that they they move money funds to about one to three months in there. Uh, that's where all the money funds are parked. Whereas it, it, before the financial crisis, they would really go out to all. They they'd have kind of these things. The the uh, financial instruments in them out to a year. They shortened it up dramatically to, to ensure that the, 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 the uh, those funds, uh, money market funds, would never break the buck. But by by going to the twelve three to twelve months uh, T bill ETF, which is B I L S bills, you can lock in the longer term rates, get a little better rates, and if rates do fall, you, you you get a little bit of a bump there. So that, that's that's something that would work as well. It's kind of an easy way to do it, and it's an ETF. Uh, 
And, and, and by the way, the caller asked about inflation, because one of the problems with inflation is you have to keep in mind, if we get this inflation, and we just talked about earlier about financial crisis because of out-of-control spending, well, Social Security is not going to keep going up. Social Security is going to be wrecked by inflation. Same with you have a fixed pension. It's wrecked by inflation. So you have to be very cognizant of that. And if, you, if, if, if a lot of your retirement income is in that sector, then you want to be in more – you want to have diversity in other sectors, as we talked about. Uh, so I would, I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy a, a, a long-term fixed annuity. If you want to do a short-term fixed annuity, fine. But longer term, I'd be careful because it's very susceptible to inflation. Uh, the markets. You know, uh, S and P hit a new high as we talked about the the, the Russell two thousands down four uh, percent over four percent year to date. There's a, something called the Hindenburg omens, which is it's a very it's a technical thing, but what it means is is, is when the market's hitting these highs, if underneath it within a day or two, all of a sudden you see see big increases of in, in, in selling, and your advanced decline lines are are uh, aren't good. That's a warning that that you could get a, a substantial sell off. At least the other day, you know, the stocks we had uh, uh, just about two days before the market hit high, we had the, the market sell off had. 85% declining stocks were 85% of the volume, which is that, – that's a lot of selling coming in. And, and so for the S&P 500 to be hitting a high, underneath it when things weaken up, there all of a sudden there's a huge amount of selling hit. And that, that's telling you that this thing is not as strong as – because if it was that strong and this was a new bull market, you wouldn't see the market dipping one day all of a sudden just massive amounts of sell volume. volume hitting the markets. And so I think this is the warning of kind of what we're seeing. We're seeing interest, longer-term interest rates start to creep up, uh, which, which again, the inflation is, 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 is starting to come back. Retail sales were, were a little better than expected. Uh, the, the, it, but but and the other thing that, to, to, that really we need to watch is, is the the red is the situation with the Red Sea. You're like Ted. What difference does that make? These is a bunch of stupid terrorists. You know they're shooting. You're shooting at the, at the American ships. The ships are just going to go around the the Horn of Africa, no problem. Well, that takes about twenty to twenty five percent longer to go around the Horn of Africa to get up to Europe or from Europe to get into Asia, which means. <clears throat> You're effectively taking 20 to 25 percent of the shipping capacity out because you know the ship can't load up and put put more product back and forth if it has to take an extra 20 25 percent. So what this is doing is this is pushing up shipping costs. It, it, so so the shipping costs are going to come in. Uh, they, they they hit some container uh, and I think it had about uh, had two bill, over two or three billion dollars worth of cargo on it, all types of auto parts and everything else, and it was either very severely damaged or sunk over there, and so that's going to cause further supply chain issues. Now remember what we talked. What was the problems with 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 the with with the uh, the COVID. When we talked, when COVID first came out, no one even knew what a supply chain issue. This show was telling you, hey, supply chain issues, this is inflationary. Well, this is going to be inflationary, too. I've seen some numbers that if this continues, it could kick up 0.6% in an inflation numbers because it's going to slow down uh, capacity, tighten supplies because it's taking longer for, 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 for the parts to get there. They can't build the cars or whatever, so the prices go up, the, the shipping costs go up. And so some, some research, some work I saw said 0.6% more inflation because of that. 
So this inflation is not going away. And again, as we said on the show earlier, in wartime, inflationary of wartime is inflationary. This is just an example of it. Never mind all the munitions and everything else you've got to build out. So, Dave, if you've got a phone call, a question, or you can give us a call at 713-339-1070 here at the Max Out Savings Show. I'm going to sip a coffee here. Um, so, so, so looking out, you know, going forward here, we have a world, S&P 500 is hitting record highs. He, uh, the uh, Russell 2000 is down 4% year to date. The Hang Seng Index, I think as of Thursday, dropped 10%, which is the Chinese market dropped 10%. The Chinese, they're like asking people not to sell. They're calling up institutions, say, please don't sell your stocks. They, they're outlawing short selling. But, but people... People are, are, are still continuing to sell. It, it, it's the same thing in Europe. You realize that Europe's energy costs have gone up 50%. Ch- yeah, Germany's this huge industrial area. They build all types of, of, of cars. Uh, 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 they have uh, steel plants. They've got uh, chemical plants. A lot of these plants are starting to shut down. Europe said they were going to lead the way. You know, they basically Davos. Okay, just a second, Jim. The job, the, the Davos basically has completely infected Europe, and now they're losing jobs, they're losing plant and equipment. Europe is in real trouble. The U.S. is growing. We've got AI. We have things coming. Plants are coming back here. China's in trouble. Their real estate's in trouble. They'll get through it, but Europe is the one that's really in the trouble. So very, very unstable world. Again, not not that tends not to be the recipe for bull markets. Tell you what, welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. Hey, Ted, love the show. Three things. Uh, I heard last year that New Hampshire was going to threaten to secede if the debt reached $40 trillion. And then secondly, I heard this uh, guy who's like a self-made billionaire, his last name's Cardone, on the same channel as, as y'all uh, yesterday saying that he expects like 200 banks to fail within the next 18 months. Now, I remember hearing you say last, last week that you expected a recession within six to 18 months, and I thought, well, wow, you know, that kind of correlates with what Ted was saying. And then thirdly, uh, insofar as a bank that it's not into all this uh, diverse equity inclusion stuff, I've heard that there's a bank that uh, doesn't do that called Old Glory. I haven't checked it out, but just three things for food for thought. Okay, yeah, let me hit those. Uh, look, I haven't heard about New Hampshire, but look, the deficit is out of control, and that's going to be a big story. Uh, I, you know, uh, Cardone's in real estate. Uh, I, you know, I, I think we are seeing a slowdown out there. I think it's going to continue. I think real estate's going to slow down further, particularly commercial real estate. And, and I do believe that we're going to see more banking problems. If, if you really analyze uh, uh, Chairman Powell of the Federal Reserve, at the beginning of December said, hey, things are going well. You know, we're really on track. We're really pleased with everything's going. Inflation's going down. You know, don't expect any changes. And then two weeks later, well, that might have been in the November, two weeks later or so, he said, oh, well, you know, we're, we're, we're now starting to lay the groundwork to cut rates. And the stock market shot up, but more particularly the bond market shot up. It, 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 and there was a huge rally in bonds. It, it, and I think that was I think it, it, nobody could figure out why he said that. He, everything was going his way. The market was fine. There was no problems. Why would you say such a thing? Mm-hmm. And, and if you look at it, the, 
Yeah, uh, one, last, uh, one more thing here before, uh, before, uh, before you go is uh, uh, they were floating the idea, the, uh, the governor of Texas and the uh, assistant, uh, uh, they were thinking about maybe printing our own coin, which is apparently allowed in the Constitution, either in silver or gold. Uh, I don't know, do you have any thoughts on that? Oh, I'd support that. That that that'd be a great thing because they give you some inflation protection. But I, I'm not sure it will happen. If, if 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 things don't straighten out pretty quickly, I think that could you could see more action on that late at, at, near the end of the year. Hmm. It's a good idea. Well, I, I'd like to see it. Yeah, yeah, that'd be Thanks. great. I mean, take some of this surplus and uh, and you know invest it in the state. <laughs> yeah. So okay. Thank you. So, thanks for the call. Uh, that, so point of was. He's 200-something banks. So the question is, why did he say that? Rates suddenly plunged from about 5% of the 10-year, 4.9-something, down to 3.75. I think that was to stabilize the, the balance sheets at the banks. So they, so, so to, to kind of bid up, they had, most of the banks bought large amounts of treasuries longer term that are down substantially. Because remember, uh, the interest rates went from about 1.5% of the 10-year over the last two years to 5%, and it was big losses. So I think he was trying to stabilize. Look, there's there's clearly banks out there with problems. They're trying to force the, uh, the all the banks to use the Fed's uh, borrowing capacity window because they don't want a stigma to it. So clearly there's issues. There, we're going to have banking problems this year as well. Again, it, it's just a lot of different issues. Now, Chad, we're going to be writing about a lot of these issues in the Max Out Savings Report, which we send out. It's completely free. Just go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. You can sign up for the free report. And if you need some help with retirement, uh, you can request an appointment. Uh, Max Out Savings Advisors is in Houston, Texas. Uh, that's our headquarters. I'll be happy to sit down with you uh, with an appointment. And so just go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. Thanks a lot for listening to the Max Out Savings Show. We'll see you next week. Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070, The Answer. Michael Lindell and MyPillow employees want to thank you for all of your continued support. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.